Coming to you from the Eon Project Studios, overlooking the vast, pristine acreage of Primrose Village. Greetings from this hidden gem of the Blackstone Valley. You're listening to Experts of Nothing with Mike and Jay. Hey, Mike. Hi, guys. What's going on? <laughs> guys. Oh, we just had an interesting uh, thing happen here <laughs> at the did. Eon Project. We had an alarm activation at the Palatial Eon Project Studios. Uh, we weren't sure if it was an actual alarm, if our lives were in danger. Yes, it was or a, if it was a false alarm, it was beeping. the the the, the lady in the little micro uh, alarm box was yelling at us. We had all all sorts of activities. The SWAT team showed up. So in the midst of this, there's a possibility the police may show up. They may show up in the middle of our show. So if they do, I'm going to leave this on. <laughs> I'm going to leave it recording so you can hear everything yes. that transpires. Welcome to another edition of the Eon Project, where we discuss all manner of things. Uh, important and not important, mostly not important. Mm. The things that we discuss. Yeah, do you have? We have some actually some exciting things today. Yeah, we got a couple of things today. Why don't you talk diff- about a couple it? different things? Well, first off, you know, uh, just hearkening back to shows past. Hearkening. We've had uh, we've had sponsors on the program before, right? Yeah, but, we've had some uh, spurious sponsors. That's right. So just just to let let you all know uh, in, in on a little secret. In advance. Those uh, some of those sponsors, such as um, Frank's. Uh, <laughs> Frank Skanks and Franks. Frank Skanks and Franks, the door store, the, uh, door the clam store, boat. The clam boat. Chauncey's Chili Bowl. Yep. Uh, those were not all real. No. None of those were real. Believe actually. it or not. If you, if, I know you find it hard to believe, <laughs> but those were not real businesses. Unfortunately. However, because we're on the Eon Project and we're growing by leaps and bounds every week. Every week, exponentially growing. We actually have a real life sponsor today. Yay. The very first one. Yay. And uh, there's going to be a, a nice promotion Mm-hmm. Uh, from this sponsor, so we'll talk more about that when we play his commercial here in a little Speaking bit. Speaking about sponsors, and uh, we discussed it on the show, well, mentioned it a couple of times. Uh, Jay and I used to have a, a terrestrial radio program on AM radio years ago. Mm. We actually had real sponsors who paid us real money, uh, and then one day they figured out that they shouldn't sponsor us anymore. And what do they call it, terrestrial? And I think, well, mostly the reason they figured out was because we were on AM radio and we had a reach of about like ten miles. That's true. But you now know, we're everywhere. We're everywhere. We're across the universe. Everywhere. Across the world, everywhere. Who wouldn't want to sponsor this program? Who not? Who wouldn't want to be on the program? I don't know. So last week we discussed some things. Oh, we talked about lost Confederate gold. Yep. And the Knights of the Golden Circle. And the origins of gold, how it comes from the center of the sun. And I sang a little bit. You did. That was good. We had some good stuff. Mm. So if you, if you didn't catch last week's program, which would have been episode 34, go check it out. This That's week right. is episode 35, which 35 has to be, happens to be my favorite number. Did you know that? I did know that. And you know, uh, it's funny you mentioned that because 35 is the very uh, number of episodes that we did on the AM uh, channel. I didn't realize that. So any more that we do is surpassing we're, that. We're, we're passing our previous glories. That's right. So today, we're going to tease the topic today. And Jeez. mostly, we have no shame on this program. No. And since we recently realized that we had some fans over in the United Kingdom, That's right. we thought it would be a great idea to discuss some haunted sites in the United Kingdom. That's right. Specifically, castles. We're going to be talking about haunted castles in England, haunted castles in Scotland and Wales. Yes. So if you are listening from the United Kingdom, put on your, uh, what do they wear over there? Uh, Angora sweaters. What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <It's> Ireland. <laughs> Shows Goes to show you what we know. We know nothing. We don't, we don't know very much. But before we get into the topic of haunted castles in the United Kingdom, I wanted to talk to you about something that's sweeping the nation. What's that? The Avengers Infinity War movie okay. was released this past week. I have not seen it. I have seen it. I took my uh, my lovely young son. Did he enjoy it? He he loved it. He loved okay. every minute of it. Let Good. me tell you something. I want to give you a quick review. This is not like an in-depth review. Right? Okay. I absolutely love the Avengers Infinity War movie. And that's weird for me to say. And the reason is this. We talked about comic books last week, too. Sure. And I've always been a fan of... I've always been a fan of comic books, but 
I was always more of a fan of the more realistic comics, and that's kind of an oxymoron. But mm-hmm. you know, let's let's talk about this for a moment. The Avengers: Infinity War is more of a cosmic, mysterious powers Ooh. movie. Did they you go know? out into the out into the space and yeah, stuff? they're out in space on oh. different planets, and they're you know they, is the Silver Surfer in it? Silver Surfer is not in it. He should be, shouldn't he? Yeah, you would think Didn't so. Didn't he play an important role uh, well, in the series? Yeah, like, and I'm not going to give away any spoilers, so don't be afraid. If you haven't seen the movie, I'm not going to give away any spoilers. But I, I am going to say that people are having extreme emotional reactions to this movie, and they, they shouldn't. They shouldn't have those emotions. No. Because if you're a fan of comic books, you know excuse me, that everything in comic books can be changed, right? Right. right. So just because something happens doesn't mean that that's the way that it is. Well, look, Superman died, that. and they brought well, him back to life. They did. Yeah. Superman is not in this movie. No, he's not. But I'm just saying but anyway, in I was, general. I've always been more of a fan of the com- of the realistic comics like Batman. <laughs> Believe it or not, Batman is a more realistic comic because he doesn't have any superpowers. Mm. He's just like really athletic. He can beat people up and he's got money. He's rich. He's rich. And uh, handsome. You know, like the Joker. He doesn't have any superpowers either. He's just crazy. He's got a, a cr- yeah, his mind is his power. Right. So that's the kind of comic that I'm, but this one's more cosmic, but it's, it's very entertaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought I wasn't going to like it, but I really did like it in... The only thing, the only drawback, it's two and a half hours long. Yeah. But your favorite characters, everybody gets a little bit mm. because there's so many characters. Let me ask you this. This is important. Does Scarlet Witch get naked? I'm not going to reveal that. Okay. If she did, I'd be watching it again. Ah. But so I guess I just gave it away. So no, she does not. <laughs> All right. Unfortunately. So that, that's your take on it. My take on it, very good. I would definitely recommend it. if you haven't seen it, check it out. Uh, I know the crowds. You know when movies are first. I think this movie opened. It's the biggest opening ever, right? It's like worldwide is six hundred and fifty billion dollars. I don't know. I really million, million, six hundred fifty million. I should haven't say. been paying attention. Six hundred fifty billion dollars would be some problems. Mm. Six hundred fifty million. It's a good opening. Okay. Okay. So that's my take on. You know, actually, it's 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 funny you bring up uh, entertainment in Hollywood because there's an interesting phenomenon going going on around right now, and I call it the Netflix phenomenon. Ooh, I love Netflix. And I'm, I'm, let me try to explain what I mean by this. <clears throat> so when you watch Netflix, right? When you watch shows on Netflix, do you normally watch it on? A um, a smartphone, a, a, a tablet of some kind, or do you watch it on the television? I, on my television. I can't watch shows on my phone. Do you really? Okay. Yeah. So the Netflix original movies. Now, I only have Netflix uh, and Amazon Prime, so yes. I don't I don't know any of this Hulu and all these Hulu other things also, out there. Yes. I feel like that the shows, especially some of them, for example, there's a new one out called Lost in Space. It's kind of a reboot oh, yeah. of the old TV show. Sure. I feel like they're optimized for viewing on tablets and smartphones. Why do you think that? And the reason I say that is because you your perspective on the show and the way that it's portrayed and the way it comes across is so much different from one medium to the next. Yeah, you can't see it as well when it's on your phone. No, 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 no. When you see it, when you watch it on your phone, it has a different feel and it, it looks <laughs> and feels more high budget. It feels more um, really realistic than and if you watch and then if you watch it if you get used to watching yeah. it on your phone and then put it on a TV. It's so cheesy. Like I, really? I, I tried to watch Lost in Space with my son. He, th- I thought he would like it. Yeah, I couldn't get more than f- ten minutes into it. Was it the story? Or I was mean, it the we, way that it, the way that it looked. No, the acting bothered. was bad. The way it looked. Yeah, but that's not going to change. The cinematography your, was awful. Oh, the cinematographer should have been fired. The special effects looked. What about the poor. gaffer? Was the gaffer on point? No, the key grip. What about the best boy? Was he in there? Somewhere? No, he was in there. It was a couple best boys oh. and a fluffer. <laughs> Anyway, so well, go do that. Try I'm that. Gonna, you know what? I don't know. I can't watch television on my phone. I know my kids do it. Yeah. My uh, my wife doesn't really watch much television at all, but I, my kids always watching it on their phones. I, don't I, know. I just, can't watch it on my phone. You just get a different vibe when you watch it on, on the TV as opposed to a, a tablet or something. You know, the only the only time I ever watch movies 
on a, on a smart device, tablet or phone, is when I'm in a, on the road for work mm. and I'm uh, in a hotel room and I don't want the uh, I don't want the front desk to know what movie I'm watching. You're a, you're a traveling belly dancer in the uh, the Hindi circus, right? Yep. Okay, got it. I was told that the name of the movie would not appear on my hotel bill, Holiday Inn. All right. Anyway, what are we doing? So this week we're talking about haunted castles in the United Kingdom. That's right. And I think you're going to go first, right? Because you because yeah, we, sure. We separated the duties this week. That's right. I'm in England. You're in England. I'm going to do Scotland and Wales because they're smaller. All right. So the first place we're going is a place called, and it's, what an appropriate name. It's called Chillingham Castle. Ooh, Chillingham. Yes. That sounds like a like a sandwich that you'd get at Subway. This week only, the, the Chillingham footlong is $5. That sounds good. What would be on that, you think? Ham. Cold ham. <laughs> Cold ham and... and uh, Cucumbers. <laughs> beef of some kind. No beef. And uh, maybe some kind of special sauce. Dipped in gin. <laughs> Speaking of gin. Yeah, I love gin. You ever had a mint julep? Mint julep, yes. Mint julep is not a gin drink, sir. What is it? It's a whiskey drink. No, no, no. Yes, it is. No, it's not. The mint julep is a whiskey drink. No, it's a clear liquid. No, no, it's not. How many whiskeys have you seen that are clear? Not many. It's not clear. The mint julep is not clear. No, it's a clear liquid, and they mash the mint No, you're out of your mind. There's mint in the bottom. They mash the mint into the clear liquid. No. No. You know how I know it's not whiskey? Because my wife has drank them in the past. So? And she doesn't drink whiskey. Well, she's being wrong and fooled and it's bamboozled. Either, it's either rum or gin or the vodka. The mint julep is a it's one whiskey of the three. drink. Look it up. It's a it's a it's a one of us it's is going to look clear uh, spirit drink. One of us one of us is going to look extremely foolish. All so, right, well, sorry. Why for don't the you argument. look it up while I start talking about right, Chillingham Castle? Okay. Chillingham Castle is a medieval castle, obviously, as a lot of them were, and it's uh, in the village of Chillingham in Northumberland. Do you know where that is? Oh, isn't that the birthplace of uh, Cedric the Viking? That's right, Cedric the Viking. How did you know that? Oh, Cedric. No, I believe, and uh, I'm not up completely on my geography, but I believe that's northeastern England. I believe it's near the Scottish border oh. uh, along the sea. We're going to talk about Scotland I think later. that would be the North Sea. Oh, be before honest. you continue, sir, yeah. the mint julep yes. is a mixed alcoholic drink or cocktail consisting primarily of bourbon, water, crushed or shaved ice, and fresh mint. No, that's wrong. It's right here, and it's on the internet, so you know what you're Well, you tell my wife that. I'm going to tell your wife she all sorts of things. She doesn't like whiskey. No. She's been fooled. So the Chillingham Castle was the seat of the Gray and Bennett families from the 15th century until, believe it or not, the 1980s. Wow, that's a long time. When it became the home of Sir Ed, uh, Edward Humphrey Tyrell Wakefield. That's a long name. That's right. Sir Wakefield. But believe it or not, he's married to one of the original uh, of the Gray family. Which family? The Gray family. Oh, the Grays. Yes. The gray aliens. So, and here's an interesting part of this, that there's a, actually a large enclosed park in the castle grounds. Fifty Shades of Grey. And it's home to the Chillingham cattle. Oh, the Chillingham it's a, cattle. It's a rare breed, and it's consisting of about 90 head of cattle. So, if you want to see the rare Chillingham cattle. What's so special about the Chillingham Well, they're cattle? rare. Besides that, like, what, what, uh, what about them? They're uncooked. Oh, they're cooked rare? Exactly. Oh. Yeah, yeah. It's right. So, <laughs> believe it or not, the castle was originally a monastery, which in it, in and of itself is creepy. Yeah, monasteries are creepy places. A lot of chanting. A lot of chanting, a lot robed of uh, figures wandering robed around. Robed celibate men you know, wandering I bet you, around. I bet you all sorts of self-abusement happens in those monasteries. Self-abusement. Yeah. Uh, they, they, self-abusement uh, amusement. <laughs> <laughs> they, they scrub each other down. There's some things going on that we don't want to know about. So in 1298, King Edward I, he stayed at the castle on his way to Scotland when he was uh, looking to battle the Scottish army, led by... William Wallace. That's right. William Wallace. <clears throat> so the, the castle has a, has a long and seedy history. Seedy. <clears throat> which is interesting because, you know, we here in America, we think, uh, you know, a, if a house was built in the 1600s yeah, or 1700s, that's, very old that's old. Sure. But by English standards, it's not old. Yeah, lots of the old things in England. At all. Old people. 
The castle occupied a strategically important location, as most castles do. Yeah, that's you know that bears some explanation. So yes, if you didn't know, and I'm sure that you know this is common sense to most folks, but they didn't just place castles haphazardly and in random fashion. They usually placed them in strategic locations that were easily defended or or uh, commanded <clears throat> important waterways or uh, crossroads. That's right. In this case, uh, you know the the war between England and Scotland, which which raged for for quite some time. Sure. Uh, this was a used as a staging post for the English armies during that particular, uh, you know, particular war against Scotland. Mm-hmm. That's right. Did you know that the site contained a moat? Oh. Yeah. In Moats. some locations, the fortifications were 12 feet thick. So that's a thick... What do you think happened in the moat? Did, did somebody have to go down in there and clean it out and stuff? The when, moat? When things would fall into the moat? No, no. That was a, it was self-contained... Uh, no, but what happens, like, you know, with some dead birds and bugs and poop? No, no. All that stuff ends up in the moat. So no, who just has to go clean. Just it? think of it like a uh, a circular pond, if you will. Maybe they had rotorooter back then, and the rotorooter guy it, would have to get in a little boat and go motoring around. And, that's possible. And clean the moat out. That's right. I'm a moat cleaner. That's my job. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and as it ties into the program and what we like to do here on the Eon Project, all of these castles, we're going to give a little bit of history of them, mm-hmm. and then we want to talk about some paranormal events that sure. occurred. Right. So. The current owners of the castle, and a lot of these older places do this mm-hmm. uh, for marketing purposes, obviously. But of course, you know they do have uh, documented paranormal events that take place there. So this is marketed as the most haunted castle in Britain. Whoa! And that's, that's a pretty some, that's tall order. Something, yeah. That's a that's a tall uh, a tall uh, task. Well, it has the coolest name, I think, Chillingham. So it's been it's been you know featured on many a program, many a television and a radio show. Uh, Ghost Hunter, Ghost Hunters International went there. Are we going to talk about that one day? And I'm not necessarily saying we do it now, but the uh, w- what happens on ghost shows and what happened. I know they're not as popular now as they mm. were before, but mm. uh, I think of, we talked a little bit about that. A lot before. of shady goings on. We've right. had some personal experience with those people. Not all of them. Right. I don't know all of them personally. I don't know most of them personally, but some of them, uh, yeah. So let's talk about the the most famous ghost of the castle. Ooh. Okay, who's that? That would be. Uh, the blue boy, or oh, the radiant boy. He's blue. He is the blue or radiant boy. He's frustrated. Ah, he's radiant. He's he wanders around. Blue. Anyway, <laughs> according to the castle owners, uh, he haunts the pink room. So the blue boy... The blue boy in the pink room. Haunts the pink room. I think, I think they maybe, need some help with adjectives. <laughs> I think he's uh, he's having gender confusion problems. Oh, he's a, reassignment surgery. Guests supposedly reported seeing blue flashes and a blue halo of light above their beds after a loud wail. Ah! So the blue boy wails, wails. Wails and then blows, glows. <laughs> <laughs> he, he blows, then glows. It's claimed that the, people do. It's claimed that the haunting ceased after renovation work revealed a man and a young boy inside a 10-foot-thick wall. Ew! The bodies were found. What were they doing in there? Believe it or not, interesting, some uh, Spanish Armada documents were also Ooh, found in the, the wall. Spanish Armada. So that's the most famous uh, spudit of, of... You know what? We should, we should sponsor a, uh, a trip to England or to the yeah. UK. Well, we shan't sponsor it. Somebody else No, somebody should. will sponsor it and somebody... we'll go. No, we'll... you know what we should do? What's that? We should recreate the crossing of the Titanic in reverse order, mm-hmm. except this time the boat won't sink and we'll, we'll make it to England and uh, we'll, we'll visit some strange places, be a listener trip. Why don't somebody, somebody come up with that. Let us know what the plans are. We'll, we'll be there. I'd love to do that. Make the, make the arrangements. That would be interesting. Okay. All right. Is that, is that all you had about Chillingham Castle? That's all I got about Chillingham. I got, I got a lot of them, so I'm going to go quick. Okay. So are we flip-flopping back and forth between between England and other countries? Yeah, we could do that. That would keep it interesting. All right. Where are you going? Before, you know, well, here we go. Okay. 
you can't talk about in, you can't talk about Scottish castles mm-hmm. without talking about Edinburgh Castle. Have you, you heard, heard of Edinburgh? Is it Edin, Edinburgh? It's spent, it's spelled Edinburgh, mm. but it's pronounced Edinburgh. Okay, that's how they say it. So, what description? What description of haunted Scotland could be complete without a mention of the Edinburgh Castle? And you guessed it. Where that? Where that is? It's in Edinburgh. Right. The capital of Scotland. That's right. The city sits atop about us about <clears throat> atop a series of hills, with the tallest being the home of Edinburgh Castle. You ever see pictures of Edinburgh Castle? I have. Like way up on the hill. It's way on the hill. It commands the town. That's right. Strategically. Right. So the castle itself has a long history of supposedly being haunted. But the area outside the castle also has such claims attached to it. And I'm going to talk about that for a moment before we actually get to the castle itself. But here's some explanation. So back in the day, uh, if, you were, if you were a medieval person, right? Yes. You were a medieval guy wandering around. Where would you want to live? Let me ask you that. In the moat. You wouldn't want to live in the moat. I'd want to be, uh, yeah, moat you, floating you, around the moat. No, but you want to be closest to the castle as you can <laughs> sure. for protection purposes, mm-hmm. right? Because if someone's going to attack the village... You'd be the first one to go if you were outside the castle. Did they let castle. the peasants in the no, castle? No, no, they did not. They but don't. You could, you could live close to the walls of the castle as gotcha. possible. But this castle here was built uh, on so high a hill that they needed to construct a series of bridges to connect it with the town so the poor folk could trudge along carrying their potatoes and loads of dung and stuff. Oh. I bet they smell great, those peasants. Don't you think they smell great? Mm-hmm. They probably smelled like a mixture of poop and dirt. <laughs> Poo dirt. Imagine... Having to be intimate with that peasantry. <laughs> Imagine if you were a peasant boy. Hey, it was all they knew. <laughs> You're like, you have to be intimate. You have to carry on the human race. Um, but they probably didn't smell very well. In any case, lacking room, in the 1700s, they started building shops and living quarters into the vaults created by the arches of the bridge. So, you know, like under the bridge, they have those big arches. Yeah. It creates like a natural um, a natural shelter from the elements. Sure. So they started creating some... Uh, dwellings and whatnot. You know, that phenomenon actually uh, continues to this day when you see homeless people living under bridge abutments. Yeah, that's right. So soon, uh, you know, they started creating these things. Actually, uh, multiple levels of living spaces began to pop up inside the vaults. Are you familiar with the term poop flows downhill? I am. Well, it does. Well, I guess diarrhea downstream flow downhill. Yeah. Poop itself doesn't really roll. It's really a mass. It floats, though. It, yeah, but it's not going to roll down a hill because it's so, so spongy. So here's a question for you, not to not to go too far into the weeds on poo or anything. Yeah. How is it that some poop is more dense than other poop? Some float, some sink to the bottom. Isn't that a way to tell if you're healthy or not, like your poop floats or doesn't? Mm, I don't know. We should check that out. Somebody let us know. You ever have a ghost turd? Oh, yeah. That's like when you go to the bathroom and you know that you dropped one, but then you look and it's not it's there. It's gone. Where did it go? It slips down the drain. <laughs> it's so dense <laughs> that the toilet couldn't contain it. <laughs> ghost poop. All right. Anyway. So the poorest of folk lived at the lower levels of the vaults where the poop was and all the other crap that floats downhill. Mm-hmm. But by the 1800s, the area quickly became Edinburgh's red light district. You know what the red light district means? Oh, yeah. I've, I've been to You've a been few to red, a few light, red light, light establishments. Yes, I know you have. Prostitution, gambling, uh, black marketeering, mm. all that stuff happens in the, in the, in the red, red light district, and that's what that place became. Murder, rape, and death were rampant, and disease and crime. Sidewalk craps all sorts going on. Of stuff happening there. Yep. So in the late 1800s, the city had enough, so they decided to close off the vaults, and they chased off all the hookers and pimps and whatnots. Mm. And then soon, everybody forgot about the vaults because they got closed down. Sure. However, flash forward to 1988. Some guy exploring the area, which I don't know why he would have been exploring the area. He's just wandering around looking at He's stuff. spelunking. Maybe he was. He rediscovered that there was these sealed off areas underneath the, underneath the bridge, the vault area. 
So he uh, told some people, and then once again, the vaults have been open to the public since then. So since then, stories about paranormal activity have been rampant with visitors reporting hearing voices, seeing apparitions, and all that good stuff. Evidently, there's the ghost of a young boy who's been given the name Jack. I don't know where they came up with the name Jack. The, the British people like to name things Jack. Jack the Ripper. Yeah. Jack the Ghost. Jack and the Beanstalk. Jack Poop. Jack Palance. Anyway, Jack the Ghost tries to hold your hand. Maybe he's a beetle. Maybe he was a member of Beatles. He wants to hold your hand. Oh, it's, it's John. It's, it's John's John. nickname. It's Jack. John, he wants to hold your hand. He wasn't that bad with Hey, accent. just let it be, mate. He didn't say mate, did he? Isn't that... That's Australian. No, they say mate too. Do they? I think so. I thought that was Australian that said mate. Oh, they do too. Anyway, Jack is there. Another more menacing presence is known as Mr. Boots. <laughs> an unkempt man, so named for his tall boots. Oh, Mr. Boots lurks in the back of the section, back sections of the vault, and has been known to push people and throw rocks at you. Wow. Some people claim to hear his footsteps on the cobblestones and his echoing voice cursing them throughout the chambers. He sounds like a great dude, man. That's a good, that's a cool nickname. Mr. Boots? I want to be called that from now Hello, on. Hello, Mr. Boots. From now on, refer to me as Mr. Boots. <laughs> You're Mr. Boots. And the ironic thing will be, I won't wear any boots. I'll just wear flip-flops. That's flip -flops. why it's funny. Anyway. So it's even rumored that in the 1820s, the infamous serial killers, William Burke and William Hare, the two Williams, lurked within the vaults, killing some of their 17 victims. Those are the guys that killed people to get their corpses to sell right. to the medical students. Sure. You, you've heard It was of a that. lucrative business. Yeah. That's not even talking about Edinburgh Castle itself. Stories abound about the hauntings in Edinburgh Castle, but some of the stories are cooler and thusly more interesting than others. One such story tells of the sad piper. You know what a piper is? Yeah, he blows his pipe. He blows the pipes. The sad piper haunts the hidden tunnels. Is it, is it a bagpiper or like a pan flute kind no, of guy? No, it's a bagpiper. That's a good question. Though. Okay, all right. So the piper haunts the hidden tunnels that run from the castle to the nearby Royal Mile. When the tunnels were discovered a few hundred years ago, a piper went down to explore them. As he navigated through the tunnels, he played music on his bagpipes so that the people above could hear where he was. But halfway down, the music stopped. Mm. A rescue team went down to look for the piper, but he had disappeared without a trace. It's said that the lonely ghost... Of the piper still haunts the tunnels. You can hear his music in the castle or the streets above. We have a piper down. There's a piper down. You know, that's a hard accent to uh, reproduce is the Scottish accent. Yeah, I can't really do it very no, well. I can't. You know who does it good? Mike Myers. Mike, we talked about that before. Oh, we yeah. did? Yeah. Yeah. So I Married an Axe Murderer was a funny movie full of Scottish accents. Absolutely. But one last quick bit about the Edinburgh sure. Castle. So Edinburgh Castle was a key location when the witchcraft hysteria swept across Scotland in the 16th and 17th centuries. Around 300 alleged witches were imprisoned and tortured at the Edinburgh Castle before, before being executed nearby. One of the most famous witches was Lady Janet Douglas of Glamis, Ooh. who was accused of witchcraft and conspiring to kill James V. Oh, nobody liked that James V. Nah, James IV was all right. Yeah, he was all right. The, her servants had been tortured into confessing her guilt, and in 1537, she was burnt alive at the stake with her young son being forced to watch. Ew. My God. Visitors to the castle have been reported seeing the ghostly figure of Lady Janet roaming the halls and weeping. I'd be weeping, too. You know what? That's, that's something we don't do enough of these days. Maybe that would keep people in check. What? Burning people? Burn people at the stake? Make their kids watch? Yeah. That would be bad. Mm. Well, they did that on Game of Thrones. Uh, the the uh, the Red Witch. That's right. Burnt uh, Stannis Baratheon's daughter alive. That's right. And they did. all watched. Yep. That was a disturbing scene. That was disturbing. I didn't like that at all. I don't no. like seeing children being hurt. I don't like kids being tortured. Anyway, so that nobody who does, if you do, then you probably shouldn't be listening <laughs> yeah, to shows you being jailed someplace. Then. Yeah. Anyway, that, that's Edinburgh Castle. Lots of crazy crap going on there. That's a good place to go. 
Oh, you know, I actually forgot one part. Sure. There was actually a scientific study done. Oh. Of this, of, and this is interesting for the purposes of this program. There was a scientific study done at Edinburgh of the Edinburgh hauntings. Mm-hmm. This is taken from author Gillian McDonald, so I'm kind of reading this verbatim. Okay. You know, it's verbatim. It's not perbatim. People say perbatim. No, I know a guy who says flustrating all the time. It's he flustrating. Goes, no, this is really this is really a flustrating situation. And I heard somebody say, "Don't talk to me in a a condescend condescending manner." Yeah, conden- <laughs> condescending. It's consent. Con- you can't even say <laughs> I it. I can't even say it. It's condescending, not condensating. Condensating means that you're, you're it's getting, sweating. It's getting wet. <laughs> the hot meets the cold, and it's wetting, dripping. Anyway, so in 2001, as yes. part of an International Science Festival, a Dr. Richard Wiseman conducted an experiment with 240 volunteers over a 10-day period. Old Dick Wiseman. The volunteers were visitors from around the world, carefully chosen so that they had no prior knowledge of Edinburgh Castle's alleged hauntings. They were led through the castle vault, cellars, and dungeons in small groups. Some rooms reporting having ghostly goings-on, while others were red herrings. So they were basically, mm. you know, they didn't have, you know, as a control Activity. to yeah. see. Right. Dr. Reisman con- conducted his experiment to determine whether the castle was really haunted. They brought in a bunch of scientific ghost bunting... Ghost bunting? Ghost bunting equipment. Bunting? Such as thermal imagers, geomagnetic sensors, and temperature probes. You like probes? I, I do. Like I enjoy a probe. I enjoy being probed. They were used to record the conditions in each room, and the participants were asked... asked and asked... To record their experiences. By the end of the experiment, almost half of the participants reported phenomena they couldn't explain, with the highest number of paranormal experiences being recorded in the vaults, like I just said before. Mm. That's the scary area. Volunteers reported sudden temperature drops, seeing shadowy figures, feelings of being watched, all the normal stuff that happens. Unbiased volunteers reported experiencing paranormal activity in the castle's most notoriously haunted areas. There was a uh, Wiseman was a skeptic though, and he argued that many of the experiences could be attributed to common psychological reactions when being left in an unfamiliar and unnerving environment. Mm-hmm. However, he did admit that it was very intriguing that most people reported paranormal experiences in the rooms that had reputations for being haunted, despite the volunteers not having any prior knowledge of this. Right. Although the results of the study were inconclusive, they seem to suggest that Edinburgh's ghostly stories could be more than just fiction. So, you know, that's a pretty interesting experiment. Absolutely. And they didn't have any prior knowledge. They can't say, oh, no, this room is really haunted because they heard it before. Interesting. Yeah. That's cool. Edinburgh Castle. So the the format of this program is going to be a little bit different today. As I said earlier, we actually have a a real-life sponsor. And so the... The sponsor that we're going to be talking about, and we're going to play his commercial here in a minute, is a company, a music company called Old 303. Yeah. And that the, the proprietor of, of pro, proprietor of this particular business is a good friend of the program. His name is Brent. Hi, Brent. And Brent's out in Indiana, and he has a a, a music uh, company. They distribute uh, effects pedals. They build amplifiers, customize guitars, do all kinds of stuff like that. So, all sorts of musical. If stuff. you're into music stuff, uh, go visit Old 303 Music. Uh, you can find him on Facebook under Brent A. Garrett. And uh, you can look at their page and see some of the things that they do. So today only, today only, they're running a special. What? Uh, They're giving away a free high-end boutique guitar effects pedal. Whoa. Free of choice, uh, free of charge. Whoa. If you give them, if you listen to the ad and then give them the secret code word, you have to go to their Facebook page. Wow. Give them the secret code word and he's going to send you a free guitar pedal. That's awesome. Over $100, $150 value. Those are worth a lot of money, yeah. I'm not going to tell you the secret code word until the end of the program, so oh, you have to listen to, the, have whole to, listen entire, to the, whole the whole entire program to uh, to get the secret code word. That's cool, man. All right. Can we win, or are we exempt? No, no, we're exempt, because uh, uh, I uh, I know the secret code word already. I don't know it. Oh, you don't know it. You're going to hear it here in a minute. Well, so I'm, I'm going to create a fake Facebook page and win the pedal. So this is the ad for Old 303. 
We build character into every piece we make. At Old 303 Music, that's not spoken lightly. With over 15 years in the professional music industry, Brent Garrett of Old 303 has the miles on the road to back up his skills on the workbench. Whether you're looking for one-off, completely unique builds, or a solid workhorse for your collection or gigging and touring needs, Old 303 delivers. Each piece is made to order, and every instrument, amplifier, or effects pedal that leaves the shop has character built in. When you commission Old 303, you're sure to have something that looks, sounds, and is like no other. Old 303 builds custom guitars, basses, tube amplifiers, cabinets, and effects pedals for the true musician. We'd like to think that our products not only look incredible, but sound incredible too. Brent is proud to announce that Old 303 is now the solo U.S. distributor for PSHC pedals. Handmade in Russia, these pedals are blowing up the boutique market. You have to see them and hear them for yourself. This week only be the first listener from the Eon Project to message Old 303 on Facebook with the secret code word and receive a free PSHC pedal. Visit Old 303 and PSHC pedals on Facebook at Brent A. Garrett and check out the incredible products and builds available and see for yourself that we really do build character into every piece we make. Oh yeah, that was a good ad. That was a good ad. I'll tell you what, the guy who uh, narrated that, yeah? he's like uh, the modern day version of Shelby Foote. Yeah, he's got a great sultry... Uh, Shelby Foote. No, that's that. Uh, thank you for three oh three for uh, old three oh three. Absolutely, and listen to the end to get the uh, the secret code word. That's a great. You know what? That's the most lucrative promotion we've ever had on our program. To Absolutely, win, to be able to win something of that value. Free stuff is always good, eh? Free stuff. Can't All right, it. so we're gonna next next castle we're going to we're going to a place called and it almost sounds German, but it's not. Okay, Bromberg Castle. Bromberg. And Bromberg Castle, once again, is on the northeast coast of England in. Northumberland. Northumberland is a haunted place. Northumberland has a lot of cool stuff going on there. Sure does. I think I'd like to... Maybe no. should, again, maybe we should add that to our itinerary of our United Kingdom. You remember tour. that uh, 90s classic, early 90s, late 80s uh, TV show, Married with Children? Of course. Do you remember when they went to England to find their uh, relatives? <laughs> no. They took a trip? I don't remember that one. They were. Uh, it was two towns that they were going between, Nor- uh, Upper and Lower Uncton. Oh. You don't remember that? Nope. All right. I uh, do remember that... Uh, Christina Applegate was the hottest chick I'd ever seen in my oh life. Oh, my God. Back in the, Especially in the, back then when your hormones were raging. In the late 80s, early 90s. Oh, my and God. you were just developing and you were <laughs> ex- exploring your own body. She's still pretty good looking for, for an older lady. Yeah. So the site was originally the location of the Celtic Britonic Fort known as Dinguari. Oh, the Dinguari. And may have been the capital of the Kingdom of Bernicia oh. from its foundation in 420 to 547 AD. That's a long time ago. After passing between the Britons and the Anglo-Saxons three times, back and forth it went. Those Anglo-Saxons. The fort came under siege under the Anglo-Saxon control in 590. That's a long time ago. That is a long time ago. Who destroyed the fort, you think, in 993? The Goths. Nope. The Vandals. The Vikings. Oh. And the Normans. Those Vikings and Normans. Well, well, I should say the Vikings destroyed it, and then the the Normans later built a new castle on the site. You think they were all named Norman? Mm -hmm. Is that why they called them that? They're all named Norman. Norman Norman. Norman Rockwell. So the, the Norman castle is actually what forms the core of the present uh, 
the present castle that's on the site. And after a revolt in 1095, oh. supported by the castle's owner, it became the property of the English monarch. So they, of course, the English uh, took mm. over and took control English of take it. control of everything. That's right. In the 17th century, the financial difficulties led to the castle deteriorating, as a lot of these old places do. The mortar starts falling apart. The bricks, the, the stones start Nobody breaking. cleaned the moat, dude. That's what happened. Nope, nope. But it was restored in the 18th and 19th centuries. So uh, uh, by the Victorian industrialist William Armstrong. Uh-huh. And the Armstrong family, believe it or not, still owns the the, uh, the castle to this day, and it's open to the public. Oh, you can go ch- check it out. That's exactly right. But add it to our tour. There's a number of uh, famous ghosts that have been seen there. Ooh. That's right. What's been seen? Well... A lady called Green Jane. They always have a. They always colors. There was a blue boy, Green Jane. So she took her name Black from Jack. a striking emerald green cloak that she wore wrapped around her. Periwinkle Jay. And Green Jane was sent by her starving family to beg for food at the castle uh, when she was alive. I was gonna say she can't eat if she's dead. So she basically approached the fortified entrance via the perilously steep Miller's Nick with her baby. Uh-oh. Clutched to her chest. This doesn't sound like it's going to end well. No, it does not. Jane's pleas, of course, were met with jeers from the waiting guards, who turned her away. Jeers in your direction! As the guards normally would do. A pox on you! Jeers! <laughs> Whether she either she either stumbled or she was weakened by lack of food or was pushed, she fell down the stone steps to her death along with the baby Aww. she carried in her arms. That's too bad. So poor Green Jane and the baby perished. I see. What was the baby's color? Uh, Periwinkle, perhaps. So, apparently there's been sightings of a young woman carrying a bundle walking down the steps, uh, the steep steps close to the the clock tower. And you know, those clock towers can be be dangerous. Do you know this? And this is a bit of local trivia. Yeah. You're familiar with Big Ben, the giant clock tower. uh, We're talking about England. That is a big, that's a big clock. Giant clock in London. There's a, uh, there's a clock tower in the United States here well, here in New England, in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, did you know that it's the same size as Big Ben? Really? Yeah. It's actually the uh, the New Balance building in okay. Lawrence, Massachusetts. Sure. Has a clock tower. It doesn't you it doesn't s- quite look as large as right. Big Ben does, but it's the same size. I think you can you can see it from the interstate when you drive by. You can by. see it. It's a it's a maj- majestic sight. I enjoy it. I don't like Lawrence, Massachusetts. No. <laughs> Not the best place. Do you enjoy world. large clocks? Uh, yeah, sure, sometimes. Okay. So, as you can see... Depends on how, uh, how long it's been. Green Jane has been, uh, been seen wandering around, wandering around the clock tower, carrying the baby. Cries of a baby can even be heard. Oh. Uh, I'm assuming that's Green Jane's uh, poor little baby that perished when she perished. Oh. So I will, If she wasn't perished, she was going to be perished. Are you she, ready for this? You're going to like this next one. Okay. Another colorful ghost. Oh. The Pink Lady. The Pink Lady. Everybody with the colors. Mm. Yeah. The pink lady, the mauve child, was a royal next. princess who fell in love with a man mm. who her father didn't approve of. This happens a that lot, happens actually. All the time. He ordered the man to travel across the seas for seven years. Get away from me if for seven he, years! If he came back still single, then he could marry his daughter. <laughs> yeah, but back in those days, there's no internet, no, no Facebook. Nope. You could do whatever you wanted. He could do whatever he wanted. Across the seas and then come back later. But whatever happens across the seas stays That's across right. the seas. So the princess sunk into a deep t- depression year by year until she the sank king into the seas. The king became desperate. He told the princess that his spies had found her lover, oh. and he was happily married to another in another land to another lady. Oh, that's disturbing. To cheer her up, he <laughs> he bought her a new dress in her favorite color, pink. Pink. He a bought her a pink, pink dress lady. to marry. Mm-hmm. It was this pink dress that she was wearing when she threw herself to her death. She from, flung herself from the castle wall. Not long after, her man returned, still single. Oh so the father, no! The father played a terrible Cruel prank on joke. It. it is said that once every seven years, the ghost can be seen at the castle wearing pink. 
wandering the corridors before following to the bath uh, the bath to the beach where she would stand and look out to the sea. Oh, the pink lady got punked. The pink lady would go stand by the sea, and you can see her out there. Oh, by Bromberg Castle. Bromberg. And I got one more ghost from this castle. Okay. His name, Joe. Doctor John Sharp. Oh. This kindly and intelligent Dr. man. Doctor Sharp. Better than Dr. Dull, I suppose. He led the castle's restoration in the 18th century because, as we know, it was crumbling, so he had to fix it back up. Yep. He created a school in the newly restored crew room. Ooh, the crew room. And now that's part of a museum that's there, apparently. And he also set up Britain's first lifeboat station, Mm -hmm. keeping a safe watch over the seas around Bromberg. Or Bromberg, however you want to say. Bromberg. He is said to love Bromberg Castle so much that he never wishes to leave it. Uh Uh-oh. Dr. Sharp is regularly seen by visitors wandering around the castle just keeping an eye on things. Mm Mm-hmm. They recognize him from his portrait hanging proudly in the king's hall. See. So apparently members of the Armstrong family who own the castle and the staff have seen him from time to time walking around the building he loves. So he wanders around. I so I want to go meet Dr. Sharp <laughs> and see what he's up to these days. Yeah, I wonder what he's up to. That's right. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, are you done with your castle? I'm, do- I'm, I'm done with uh, with that castle, yes. Okay. Because uh, well, are we into the last castle? Yeah. Uh, well, for you. Oh, for me. I'm go ahead. Okay. So... The next castle we're gonna we're going to we're gonna go across the border. You ready for this? Like which border? In doing research for this program, I was stunned to learn mm. that Wales was actually not just a large marine mammal, but actually part of the United Kingdom. Who knew that? Did what's you know your favorite that? whale? Would you say my favorite whale? I would say the sperm whale, but uh. my favorite whale is probably the uh, uh, the whale shark, mm. which is actually not a whale, not a whale at all. So you're not answering my question. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, what's your favorite whale? I like the beluga. Why? I'm a fan of the beluga. Cute. It, it reminds cute. me a lot of my good friend. Yeah. Yeah. Large and white and pasty. And, anyway, so yeah. who knew that whales was actually a land and not just a not just a, a mammal? Mm-hmm. Here's some famous Welshmen. You ready for this? This has been some famous Welshmen that have Tom Jones? emerged from from. No, he's Australian. Tom Jones is Welsh. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't come across Tom Jones during my research. Really? No, he wasn't He wasn't one of the most famous. Uh, what's new, Pussycat? Anthony Hopkins, the famous Hannibal Lecter. Oh, I didn't know that. Hello, Clarice. Christian Bale of Batman fame. Oh, is, yeah. he, is he? Well, Batman in other movies. Uh, he was probably the best Batman, don't you think? Did you know he was in Empire of the Sun as a child? No, I didn't know he that. He was also in Newsies. Remember that movie? Yeah, I remember Newsies. I didn't remember he was in it, though. Yeah. Anyway, I think Christian Bale was the best Batman ever. He was good. He was really good. Probably the hottest celebrity ever to emerge from Wales, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Oh, I will agree with that one. Famously married to one Michael Douglas, who for some reason, in all of his movies, has to be featured sauntering around in his tidy whities Every single movie that Michael Michael Douglas is in, he's got his tidy whities on, he's just sauntering around. Why is he doing that? I don't know, but she was the hottest in Zorro. Remember that? Oh my god, yes. Oh god. She, She had, well... The Latin, she looks Latin. She's not. She's Welsh, but she looks Latin. You know, Catherine Zeta-Jones is the Exotic. only Welsh woman to ever make me moist. Oh. Yeah. Anyway. So we're over in Wales, which, I, again, is on the uh, western side of England. Mm-hmm. We're going to go to Craig E. Nos Castle, mm-hmm. which in English means Rock of the Night. Oh. A Victorian Gothic country house in Powys, Wales, United Kingdom. Built on parkland beside the River Taw, T-A-W-E, in the upper Swansea Valley. It's located on the southeastern edge of the Black Mountain, which sounds creepy. Believe it or not, this castle was built in 1841, which is a relatively new castle, obviously, many, many hundreds of years after the castles we were discussing earlier. But its newness belies much of its dark history. It was built by Captain Rice Davies Powell, who became a county magistrate. John, magis- magistrate. John Rice Davies? 
and a high sheriff of Brecknock. It was said that the Powell family was cursed because they had evidently swindled some folks in a land deal who put a curse on them. And premature and weird deaths plagued the family. You shouldn't swindle people in land deals. No. Bad things happen to you. What do you know about opera? The Phantom of the Opera is dead. World famous opera singer Adelina Patti. Patti? 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 Purchased the castle and surrounding parkland for 3,500 pounds in 1878 to develop it as her own private estate. She was known as a prima donna, which is the, the top opera singer. So, like, not pre-Madonna doesn't mean the one before Madonna? Before Donna? No. Pre-Madonna. Anyway, she had reached soaring heights of a spectacular career, and she was exceedingly famous. Mm, was she beautiful? I've never heard of it. No, I saw a picture. She was not good-looking okay. at all. No. So, she, after building this castle at Creginos, she spent the rest of her life there, leaving it only to sing in the premier opera houses of Europe and to tour the United States, captivating the world with her flawless soprano voice. Mm. She even had a theater built within the castle that's still used to this day for per, uh, musical performances, like a small theater. Oh, sure. Then she died. I don't know. I don't know how she died. But the castle was sold to a nonprofit organization that decided to do something that normally turns things into haunted places. You know what she did? Oh, what they did? They turned it into a tuberculosis hospital. Oh. <laughs> that's a great idea. Uh-oh. It was used as a sanitarium of sorts for decades, finally closing in the 1980s. But... In the intervening time, many, many patients died of their diseases within the walls of the castle and it gained a reputation of being exceptionally haunted mm. as a result. Nowadays, it's a hotel. On the castle's webpage, this is what I got from their webpage, you can actually hear some of the highlights of the ghost tours that they will gladly take you on if you oh. pay them. you got to pay them. you got to give them money, of course. Sure. Here are rooms that you get to visit on the tour. The Salt Cellar. This includes areas of the butler's pantry, poultry, and meat hanging rooms, and the kitchen where Adelina Potty's servants would have worked, which I don't know why that would be exciting, but apparently it is. According to the Most Haunted Film research team, remember that show Most Haunted? Mm -hmm. It was like the weird Englishman. Yeah, yeah. And they, they all talked in this weird accent, and they all uh, overcome with emotion Was constantly. that Was that the, uh, the the psychic guy who was like yes, all weird and yes, stuff? Yes, yes, him. Anyway, there's a man down there who's particularly nasty ghost. And the slab room where Adelina Potty's body was embalmed mm. is also down there, which that's exciting. The theater basement, underneath the theater stage where you see the orchestra pit and where you see Adelina Patty would have made her entrance. I don't care about Adelina Patty. I do. Apparently, these people do. You get to visit the children's ward, which isn't very exciting. Uh, the treatment room where you hear about the treatments given to tuberculosis patients in the 1920s. And then finally, John Mellon's room, which you hear the story of John Mellon and the reasons like, behind his untimely death. Didn't he sing uh, Pink Houses or Jack and Diane? Uh, I don't know. Also, oh. this is the room where Derek Akaroth oh, was felt Jack Mellencamp, John Mellencamp. There was a child being pushed out of the window on the most haunted episode that they filmed there. Oh. So whoever created this site isn't very good with words because I was just reading that verbatim. Oh. And it wasn't very well written. So uh, maybe you should have pro proofread that beforehand. Well, I was just trying to convey what they're trying to convey. Oh, I see. So I just so did that. you know you mentioned that you, they kept saying the lady's name over and over again. Yes, but they have to do that. They have to. Oh, of course, you have to draw attention. Draw and, attention and have somebody that you can identify. Well, think, think about it this way: story if, with if you owned an old historic inn, what's a good way to draw business? <clears throat> Say it's haunted, because then you get all sorts a of... a backstory. Sure. Yeah. Even if the backstory is created. Right. But just you know. Do you want to tell a little bit about the backstory you created and how people thought it was real one time? <laughs> For sure. the, the haunted uh, thing sure. you did? So, okay, so I used to run a charity, charitable organization called Haunt for Hunger, and we haven't run it in several years. But basically what we did in a, in a nutshell was we had a haunted trail uh, with actors and stuff every Halloween, and we would collect canned goods for the, for the food bank. And it was actually really fun, a lot of work, but it was a fun thing to do. And you actually participated a few times, uh, actually all the times. 
uh, acting and we had musical acts and anyway, it was a great time. But the first couple of years that we did it, well, every year we did it, we created a backstory for as most haunted houses do. You know, you create a story to draw people to, um, to your event and you know, you make stuff up and you make it sound creepy. So I did that. I created a, a website. I put a fake story on there about how a man used to live on the property uh, by the name of Dr. Stone, who was an evil doctor who used to torture people and kill. Completely over the top. You know, it sounded much like any type of horror uh, movie you may have seen or, or read about. Mm-hmm. It wasn't really the best story in the world, but I added some details and stuff. So we operated the haunted house. And one night, and this is a 100% true story, and my wife will attribute it because she was standing right next to me. The haunted house was over for the night. All the actors had gone home except for a couple uh, who were just kind of cleaning up and stuff at the end of the night. And these two people walked up to my, my wife and I, and they said that they wanted to conduct a seance on the property to contact Dr. Stone. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, that's nice. Well, first of all, we're closed. Second of all, there is no Dr. Stone. I made it up. And they argued with me. Oh. And they said, no, we've it's done real. our research. Oh, yeah. Dr. Stone is real. We want to contact him uh, via clairvoyance and, and conduct a seance. And I had to argue with them about a story that I created about my own property. Mm. They weren't happy. <laughs> they were mad. They were mad. They were turned away. They said they drove for two hours uh, to come visit, which they, they probably should have called ahead of time. I would have saved them the trip. Apparently, they didn't do enough research. No. They watched the video they you They watched out. the video that I made. <laughs> That was the research. <laughs> oh, boy. That was, that was an interesting uh, event. Yeah, that was fun. Maybe we'll do it one uh, uh, one day again, but uh, it's a lot of work. All right, so we have a very special treat for you right now. Uh-oh. We have a special... We had a special guest come in the studio. Uh, they're not here now. They pre-recorded this, but they, they came in, and they wanted to read a ghost story. Oh. So here's a, here's a ghost story from our very special guest for you to all enjoy today. Once upon a time, there was a 10-year-old girl who lived in London in a very old house. She hated the house. It was cold and damp all of the time. Plus, none of her friends would visit because it was believed by everyone in the neighborhood that a ghost lived in the house. The little girl was curious about the ghost, but nobody would talk to her when she asked questions about it or the history of the house. The house was scary, and some nights were worse than others. One night when she was in her room reading, the lamp suddenly went off. She thought the light bulb had died. She she did not want to bother her mother, who was already sleeping, by asking for a new bulb. So she put down her book and prepared to sleep. All of a sudden, there was a quiet knocking on the window next to her bed. She saw the reflection of a boy about her age reflected on the window glass. The girl turned to look in her room, but saw nothing. She got out of bed and went over to her lamp. She felt something wet on the ground. She flicked on the lamp, which now worked, and saw a red stain where she was standing. Then it disappeared. It wasn't blood because the red was too bright, almost pink like paint. She scratched all, all the purple wall of her room and believed it or not, behind the purple paint was pink, the same dark shade that had been on the floor. The girl ran out of her room toward her parents' room, but then she saw something that made her open her mouth to scream. Though no sound came out, 
The attic door was right above her staircase, really high up. Only her dad could reach it. Hanging from it was a noose, the thing they hung people on. The girl ran back to her room, and there was a body in her bed. She grabbed her phone to take a picture. She wanted proof. She wanted to know in the morning if what she saw was a dream or real. She took a picture of her bed and without looking at it, ran to get her mother. Grumpily, her mother came up the stairs. The girl pointed to where the noose had been, but now it was just a piece of string from her mother's sewing kit. She led her mother up to her room to show her the child's body, but now there was nothing. As her mother turned to leave the room, the girl remembered the camera. She grabbed it and turned it on, showing it to her mother. There was no longer a photo of her bed. Instead, there was a photo of a teenage boy with red mark around his neck and pink paint all over his torn clothes. Her mother told her stop joking around. However, her mother had an extremely worried look on her face. When asked what was wrong, she said, he is back. The little girl never saw the boy again and her mother refused to tell her who it was. Oh, oh that was a creepy story. That was uh, it was kind of frightening, actually. Wow, that narrator's voice is very uh, fitting for that uh, You know, that's actually a, a 72-year-old uh, mm-hmm. former Melba. professional uh, lacrosse player. Melba Toast That's right. name. <laughs> oh, you don't want to say who it really was? No. Oh, What's okay. a surprise? It's a secret. Oh, it's I, can't a secret. Re- I can't reveal my sources. Okay. Okay? Sure. What do you want to do? You want to finish this yeah, thing up? Yeah, you know up? what? We, we, I think we've beaten this one to death. You know, we actually have a lot more. We had a lot more to yeah, go. Yeah, we but, had more, uh, but it's, it's too much. It's, it's, going, it's going too long. And, you know, we're getting towards the end of the program. We, like, we don't like to go more than an hour, 50 minutes to an hour, because, you know, we yeah, like to keep people's people have attention. attention. Short, short attention. Well, you have to, we have to, we have to uh, uh, talk about the secret code word, man. We are going to te- talk about the secret code word. So what we'll do is, after the, after the program concludes and the, the outro music plays, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let the, uh, the, the commercial play one more time, and you guys can listen to that. But the secret code word is... Toe. <laughs> How apropos. Toe is the secret code word. So you go to toe. Brent A. Garrett on Facebook, look up old 303 music, message the word toe to him. He'll respond back to you, and you can win a free pedal. The first person to do that That's awesome. is going to be the winner. And we're so, exempt. We're exempt, unfortunately. But I'm going to be uh, hopefully helping Brent out, uh, get get his business uh, up and running That's and awesome. uh, distributing some of his gear. So Hey, if you're a musician, I know we got a lot of musicians listening to this program. Go buy something from Brent. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. Yeah, I get you. He actually built me a custom guitar. You see this black guitar over here? Oh, that's beautiful. He made that for me. Wow. Uh, and uh, yeah. So I would I, ask him to make me something, but I can't play a lick of anything. You can't? Nope. I have no musical Can abilities. you bang some spoons together? I could probably do it. You know what? If we had a band, I would be the triangle player. You know, playing the spoons is not as easy as it no, looks. No, it looks hard. I it's, couldn't play the spoons. It's tricky. Mm. Yeah. My daughter is a great musician. As a matter of fact, my daughter recently had the honor of playing at the Boston Opera House. Mm. Uh, oh, that uh, must have been I'm interesting. Not Opera House, Boston Symphony Hall, I should say, uh, with her band, with her uh, her middle school band. Which what, what do they, they play? A number? They play a uh, they montage? They play three songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they play three songs, and you go there, and you get all dressed up, and we had a great time, and she, she, was, uh, uh, she, she had a great time. Did you spend the day in the city? No. I don't like the city. No. <laughs> we get in, we get out. 
Yeah, it's stressful, isn't it? It's just driving, you know. Gives driving you a little around. anxiety. I get anxious. Yeah. Plus, in the cities, there's no place to park ever. Never, never a place to park, uh-huh. and then people drive like crazy people. And if you do park, it's like fifty bucks. Yep, it's, yep. it's annoying. It's no fun. Uh, yeah. Anyway. anyway. Oh, you owe me a coke. Okay. All right. So that was uh, haunted castles of the UK. Uh, Secret and, code word toe. And we'll, we'll we like those we like this kind of topics because you know it adds a historical. Um, aspect as well as a paranormal aspect yep so we're going to get into that uh, a little bit more if as you well. want to get a hold of us uh message us at the eon project at yahoo.com that's t-h-e-e-o-n project at yahoo.com you can also find us on facebook and twitter that's correct we don't have a website yet we don't we had one does it anybody sucked. want to do us a, do us uh oh that too <laughs> do a website for us that, that would be helpful because we get a lot of other things going on it's t- it's hard to a keep lot of track of everything on. yep um and you know we have full-time jobs as uh you know Exotic railroad dancers. engineers uh, so that that's important too. So, but that's our program for today. Just remember, the truth exists. Believe it. build character into every piece we make. At Old 303 Music, that's not spoken lightly. With over 15 years in the professional music industry, Brent Garrett of Old 303 has the miles on the road to back up his skills on the workbench. Whether you're looking for one-off, completely unique builds, or a solid workhorse for your collection or gigging and touring needs, Old 303 delivers. Each piece is made to order, and every instrument, amplifier, or effects pedal that leaves the shop has character built in. When you commission Old 303, you're sure to have something that looks, sounds, and is like no other. Old 303 builds custom guitars, basses, tube amplifiers, cabinets, and effects pedals for the true musician. We like to think that our products not only look incredible, but sound incredible too. Brent is proud to announce that Old 303 is now the solo U.S. distributor for PSHC pedals. Handmade in Russia, these pedals are blowing up the boutique market. You have to see them and hear them for yourself. This week only, be the first listener from the Eon Project to message Old 303 on Facebook with the secret code word and receive a free PSHC pedal. Visit Old 303 and PSHC pedals on Facebook at Brent A. Garrett, and check out the incredible products and builds available, and see for yourself that we really do build character into every piece we make. Message Old 303 Music at Brent A. Garrett on Facebook with the secret code word, TOE. TOE.